Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning and good evening, everyone. Those who are in the morning, good morning to you. And those who are in the evening, like ASEAN South Africa, good evening to you. Uh, bless God for this grace and an opportunity to, to come to share the word of God with all of us today. I thank God because he's the giver of life. And by his grace, we are alive and all of us, we are in good health. So I'm so grateful to the Lord. What I'm going to share with us this, uh, this Sunday, is different dimensions of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is my topic, different dimensions of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We know as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us and we have relationship with the Holy Spirit. Our lives, our success, our progress in the kingdom of God depends totally on our relationship with the Holy Spirit. But I would like to take you to a, a teaching to show you different dimensions of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bible, please read with me uh, the book of John, chapter 16, verse 7 and verse 9. John, chapter 16, verse 7 to verse 9. I'm reading from New King James Version. The Bible says the following, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in him. The second scripture I want to read is John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and I will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So now Jesus was speaking to his disciples, telling them that he will send the holy spirit the father will send the holy spirit to come to us as a person the holy spirit is a person is one and is a person we can experience relationship with him with in different dimensions but is one holy spirit he said he will come to you and in in chapter 16 verse 7 to 9 he said that when the holy spirit comes it will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. His, his primary ministry is to convince us, to bring conviction. And I want to speak about the first level of your relationship with the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit with you. If you are writing, I would like you to write down. Number one, the Holy Spirit with you. This is the first dimension of our relationship with him. He comes to us as a person. When he comes close to us, 
it will convict us from sin and cause us to repent. It does, it does not bring condemnation, but it brings conviction. It's the difference between the Holy Spirit and the devil. The devil brings condemnation, but the Holy Spirit brings conviction. The difference between conviction and condemnation is when the devil comes with condemnation, is showing you your wrong, is showing you your mistakes, and is convincing, is telling you there is no way out. You are done. There is no way out. This is what we call condemnation. But conviction is the Holy Spirit is showing you your mistakes, your wrong, and is showing you the way. Is promising that there is a way out from this condition. You cannot remain forever in this condition. There is a way out. So the ministry that God has given to him is to come and convict us from sin and lead us to repentance and cause us to receive salvation and be born again. This is the first relation that all of us we have received with the Holy Spirit. We are born again by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He, he is the first person who came to convince us to open up ourselves to know the necessity that without Jesus, we are lost. We need him in our lives. So this is the first relationship. And all the believers have that relationship with the Holy Spirit because they cannot call you a Christian unless you have that relationship, unless you, you, you have experienced the Holy Spirit in that dimension. You cannot become a Christian. So this is the first level. When he comes to us, he reveals us the heart of Jesus. He comes to reveal to us that the only way out from our sinful life is Jesus Christ. This is the first level, the first dimension of relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. Now, the second one, the second one, after we are born again, we have received the Holy Spirit who came to us to convince us from sin and lead us to salvation. The second one is the Holy Spirit within you. Within you. Or the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. So this is the first thing that, that, that the first dimension in our relationship with him. He comes to dwell. We become the habitation of the Holy Spirit. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. He comes to dwell. The moment you repent from sin and believe Jesus Christ, receive him as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit will come to dwell inside of you. This is the second dimension of our relationship. The first relationship we had with him, it was him coming as a person to us, to convince us, to talk to us, to encourage us to receive Jesus. But the second dimension, the second level of relationship is when it comes now to dwell because we have opened our heart to receive Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. And all the believers, they have the Holy Spirit living within them. No one can be a believer without the Holy Spirit living inside of him. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. I'm still reading from New King James Version. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ, and as anointed us in God, 
who also has sealed us and given us a spirit in our heart as a guarantee. Speaking about God who establishes us, who called us and anoint us to serving Jesus. And he said that he has sealed us and he has given us the spirit in our heart. You understand? He has given us the spirit in our heart as a guarantee that we are now the children of the Most High God and the spirit of the Lord lives within us, inside of us. This is a, 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 a dimension of relationship that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Is not far from you, is inside of you. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. First Corinthians 6, 19 says, Or oh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You understand? So the Holy Spirit lives in us. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. The moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, and we open our heart, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. Every Christian who believes Jesus as Lord and Savior has the Holy Spirit inside of him. That one is also another level of experience in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let me take you to the third dimension. The third dimension is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. So the first one is the Holy Spirit coming to you, with you. The second one, the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. And the third one is the Holy Spirit you being filled with the Holy Spirit. Other believers, are they've experienced the Holy Spirit with them. They've experienced the Holy Spirit within them, but not all the believers have experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So we need to experience all the dimensions of relationship that God has provided to us through our communion with the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm trying to help you to understand. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Because this is another dimension. It is another experience with him. Being filled. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is an order. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled. And in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, John chapter 7, 37 to 39, the Bible says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone tests, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this is spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus was already speaking prophetically about the Holy Spirit. He said that if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. Let him come to me and drink. So he said that he who believes in me, as the scripture said, 
out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So the Holy Spirit, every believer, the fact that you have received the Holy Spirit within you, there is a well of living water inside of you. That well is inside you. The Spirit is inside you, but he wants to saturate your soul with his presence. You see now what you want to do? He's already inside you, but he wants to saturate your soul with his presence, to saturate your heart with his presence. This experience must be continued. It's not like you experience it one uh, on Monday and then Tuesday you, you don't. It, it's something that you need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit because the well of living water, the rivers of water must flow from your heart. There is a well inside of you, the well of the Holy Spirit. In the time of intimacy with God, in worship and prayer, we open up the flow of that river of the Spirit and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. You understand? In the moment that you begin to worship, you begin to get in intimacy with God, this is the time that you open up the flow of that the river of life that is within you. That river begins to flow. That river begins to flow. And you are saturated by the power of God. You feel the Holy Spirit now saturating your mind, your soul. The fear is gone. Something, faith is growing inside of you because the rivers of living water are flowing now inside of you. It, it, it is a new experience. It is a new dimension. You cannot just limit on the Holy Spirit with you or the Holy Spirit within you, but you need also to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Many believers today have experienced the first dimension and the second, but they, they, they don't experience the third one. And God wants us to understand that it's very important for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But now you get to understand there's a difference here. There's a condition for you and me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a condition. For the Holy Spirit to come inside of you, it comes through faith. You are born again through faith. So the two first, two previous dimensions require faith for you to access them. You are born again. You are saved through faith. The Holy Spirit comes inside of you by faith. You believe by faith you receive the Holy Spirit. But you are not filled with the Holy Spirit by faith. You are filled with the Holy Spirit through test and hunger. This is what Jesus said here. Those who are thirsty, let them come and drink. This is the condition. You need to have the test. You need to have the hunger. You are hungry of the Holy Spirit. You want more of him. It is, he will come to satisfy your taste for him, your hunger for him. It is very important. So you get to understand there's a difference between those, those, those three levels. If you are not tasty, you are not hungry, you will never be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we need to develop the test in the hunger. We must always desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mostly, you know, what, what, what I realized something. 
uh, I'm coming from um, from Congo, which is among how can I call? Which is in, they put in, in uh, Congo in the list of poor countries. You see, they the third world countries. There are many countries in Africa who are listed among the third world countries, the countries that are poor. And if you go in the areas where you see much poverty, when you see that there's there's no much uh, uh, equipment, they don't have a nice hospital, they don't have uh, this beautiful university, you, they, they, there's no guarantee for future, where people don't have much hope. You can see in those areas where people don't have all those advantages, there is more hunger for God. Then when you go to countries where they have everything around them, they have all the infrastructures, they have all the organ, the government is helping, everything are there. When people have it all, they, 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 don't, they don't express much hunger. Even in the church, you see that people are normal. No, no, I've got my salary, I've got my job, um, I'm fine. But when someone knows my life depends totally on God, outside of him, I'm dead. There's no future for me. You will be more testy of his presence. You want more of him because he's the only one. He's the only one who can help you to give you the solution or to help you to show you the direction to go. You depend totally. And I pray for all of us here to develop that hunger for the Holy Spirit, that I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to depend totally on him because you receive the infilling through test and hunger. When there is no hunger, even for you to pray, it's difficult. You can neglect. Sometimes you pray on Monday, you jump two days, you pray again on Friday. But when you, you, are, you are hungry for God, it's difficult for you to pass a day without spending time with him. It is very, very important. So we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit through hunger and test. And I believe that the Lord will help us to develop that hunger, that test for the holy spirit and let's move to the fourth dimensions the fourth dimension is where you abide in the spirit it is where you abide in the spirit so don't forget the way i'm going i'll give you i think six dimensions the first one i said the holy spirit with you it comes to you the second dimension the holy spirit inside of you the third dimension, you being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the fourth one is you abiding in the Spirit. You understand? You abide in Him. He's already in you. There's a difference between the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you living in the Spirit. It's the difference. You understand? So, book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 10 says, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10 says, I was in the spirit. See, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. John says, I was in the spirit. See, himself, he was in the spirit. Revelation 4, chapter 2, he said again, Revelation 4, chapter 2, immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven. And one sits on the throne. I was in the spirit. So there is a difference between 
having the Holy Spirit in you and you being in the Spirit. This is another dimension of relationship with the Holy Spirit that we need to experience. There's a difference between you. You go front of the river, you take your cup, you take some water from the river. There's a difference between you drinking a cup of water from the river and you jumping in the river. There's a difference. There's a difference. You cannot just stop your experience by you drinking a cup from the river, but you can also jump in the river. When you drink, it's not your entire body, it's not your entire life that is overwhelmed by that water. It's not the entire body that is wet. But when you jump in, when they look at you, they see water everywhere. There's a dimension that when they look at you, you become one with the Holy Spirit. You are fully in him. You, you abide in him. His will becomes your will. His smell becomes your smell. His presence is your presence. And God wants us to reach that level that we abide in him. We die to ourselves, but we live inside of him. All Christians have received the Holy Spirit in them. But if you want to develop a strong relationship with him, you must abide in him. Abide in him. If you don't abide in, in him, you will not bear much fruit. It is in that dimension of abiding that we become able to produce much fruits. Jesus said, said himself, if you don't abide in me, you will not bear much fruit. So our productivity in the kingdom of God depends on our abiding in the spirit. Then we become productive. They can see the expression of the fruit of the spirit in your life. The life of Jesus is now displayed because you abide in the spirit. You don't abide in your own knowledge, but in the spirit. If you don't abide in him, you will not bear much fruit. You will not bear much fruit. It is in this dimension that the, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal the heart of the Father to us. It is in this place of abiding that the Holy Spirit begins to reveal his plan for our lives. In this place, he begins to show you vision and reveal his nature to you. You can't receive the mind of God outside of that dimension. You get to abide in the spirit and in that dimension, the Holy Spirit begins to show you the nature of Jesus, the mind of God for you. He begins to reveal to you, to show you dreams and vision because you are inside, you are outside of this world. You are, you are abiding within him. It is a dimension that we need to pray. Holy Spirit, bring me closer to you. Let me abide in you. Let me abide in you. And the fifth dimension is the dimension where we are being led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. So you can see that what everything that I'm saying here, we need now to locate ourselves. Where am I with God? So my relationship with God, where am I? Am I only in the level of the Holy Spirit with me coming to me and abiding in me? Or I have, I have also moved to the level number three where, where I am filled with the Holy Spirit. So, so okay, I, I, I'm experiencing the infilling of the Holy Spirit is good. But now, am I abiding in him? Or sometimes I'm in the spirit, sometimes I'm in the flesh. Sometimes in the spirit, sometimes in the flesh. Where am I abiding indeed? 
So I need to know to locate myself and to see. By knowing where you are, you can see how I can see God and to transit to another level. And the number five is being led by the Spirit. Some people, you may even be filled with the Holy Spirit, but without following His voice. The Holy Spirit may, may be inside of you without you walking by Him. Because He's a gentle person. You understand? It's very gentle. There's a difference between having the Holy Spirit in you and being led by the Spirit. This is another dimension. There's a difference. You may have the test of the Holy Spirit and you decide to spend much time with Him in worship, in praise, reading the Word, and you enjoy His presence. That's very good. You can experience His infilling. That's very good. But the question is, after you walk away from that place, what comes next? Are you now going to follow his voice wherever you go in things that you are doing? All that experience will only end when you were at your prayer life, or maybe maybe when you were at the church, you go to the church, you 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 like to be there. You are you are you you have that test to be in God's presence. You come, you enjoy that. Oh, it was a powerful service. Oh no, we had a powerful moment of worship. After that experience, when you go out now. Are you now obeying the voice of the Spirit? Are you now submitting to His leading? Because you may be filled, but without submitting to His leading. He may be inside of you, but without you obeying Him. The fact of you having Him in you is not enough. The fact of you praying in tongues is not enough. What is more important is you being led, because this level of being led by the Spirit is, is, a, is, a, is a level where believers express maturity and true sonship. You understand what I'm saying? Is the level that you can demonstrate your maturity as a believer or your sonship. Bible says in the book of Romans 8:14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of god these are sons of god you understand that only those who are led by the spirit of god are considered as sons of god so the level of of sonship is demonstrated in this dimension when you develop a strong relationship with the holy spirit that you obey his voice you let him lead your life when you are led by him you are qualified as a son when you are not led by him even though it's inside of you, even though you can experience the infilling, even though it abides in you, but you are not yet mature. You are not considered as a son. You, you enter in this dimension as you obey his voice because every time God, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, will direct you, you your, your level of obedience to his voice qualify you as a son. Bible says in the book of John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me you understand they hear my voice and they follow me they cannot follow me if they don't hear my voice he say i know them i can recognize them they hear my voice and they follow me isaiah 30 verse 21 says your ears shall hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk in it Whenever you turn to the right and whenever you turn to the left, 
you will hear the voice you understand leading you telling you this is the way but it's up to you it's up to you to obey and to follow that way the holy spirit will never impose himself on you he's so gentle and sometimes i think all of us have the experience with the gps sometimes i i see him like a gps you know the gps uh it knows your destination better than yourself if i want to go somewhere that i've never been before say send me the location and I, I i take the location i take the address i put it in my gps i don't know exactly the destination but the gps knows already so what for me to get the destination i need now to submit myself to the voice of the gps keep following the direction then you're gonna drive 500 meter and take left 500 meters you take left i must take left straight down go and then you see the road take this one right drive three kilometers and turn as you obey your gps you will be surprised it will tell you your destination is at your left you have arrived you will not get lost he knows your destination better than yourself you may not know the destination but the gps will direct you the same work that the holy spirit does within us is leading you he knows the destination he knows god's plans for your life he knows what is better for you even 10 years from now five years from now he knows everything he knows which kind of business must you do what kind of people must you connect with them where must you go what what, what must you do now he can tell you now is the time for you to let it go it's time to, for you to forgive it's time for you to give it's time to you he, he knows everything but you get to depend to his voice if you drive your car and the gps is telling you in 200 meter check left and then you say oh no no no! i've been to this road a few a few times ago maybe i can i can find a shortcut you know sometimes you pass the direction that is giving you and you will you will realize that you you start turning around you lost 80 minutes going the wrong direction and 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 what i like with the gps is like the holy spirit is very gentle the gps will never give up on you you keep messing up, going wrong direction. It will still keep redirecting you again. You will never say, you are, you are very stable. No, I'm going to give up now. Carry on. He said, no, no. He said, no. He said, redirecting you again. Go back again. Go back again. You go wrong, it still bring you back again. It's the same thing that the Holy Spirit does. You are messing up. You choose this one. You choose this one. Go this way. Go this way. But he's still with you. He will not leave you. He's still within you to tell you, okay, okay. Now you have lost 30 minutes. Go back to the main road and go again and you if you obey finally you get your destination so this is the same thing because if if the gps could function as a human being that could be a problem you, you you disobey him three times and then he shut off finish say drive yourself but we do it many times wrong wrong but he's still working it will turn again, redirect you again, restart from zero, restart again from zero. This is the same thing with the Holy Spirit. When he leads us, he does not give up on us. He sees our mistakes, but he's still there. And it's even this evening as I'm speaking to us here, he can come and convince you in your heart. Remember this, until now you don't obey. I told you to do this, you are taking long. You know even, Delay obedience is like disobedience in the sight of God. 
I told you this thing three months ago, you don't do it. I told you five months ago, you don't do it. But I want you again this night. You must follow my voice because I know the destination better than you. You, you, you cannot arrive to your destination without following my voice. Those who are led by the Spirit are the children of the Most High God. And God has better things in store for us. God has a beautiful future for every each one of us. Only the Holy Spirit will lead us to the destination. Even for you to develop the life of sanctification, to grow in holiness, you depend on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit, they develop the life of sanctification. The Bible says, be led by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of your flesh. It is in this dimension of being led by the Spirit that we develop the life of sanctification. Because if you are not led, you will always fulfill the desire of your flesh. Hallelujah. And uh, this dimension, you are not led by the Spirit by faith. No, it takes discipline. It takes obedience. So in every each, each dimension, there are requirements. You understand? I told you that if the, for you to receive the Holy Spirit, it's by faith that you receive it. You are born again by faith. You receive the Holy Spirit within you by faith. But you are not filled by faith. You are filled through hunger and test. It's not faith. You need to express hunger and test. You understand? So you, 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 the Holy Spirit will abide in you. You abide in him through that intimacy, fellowship. You, you get to him, you abide in him. The dimension of being led by him requires discipline, obedience, submission. It's not faith here. You need to submit. You need to discipline yourself to listen to his voice. And the last one that uh, I want to share with you today is the Holy Spirit upon you. You see, the Holy Spirit upon you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. This is another experience. It's not the Holy Spirit inside of you, but it comes upon you. This is where it gives you power to serve God. You don't receive power when you are saved, when you get born again. You don't receive power when you are filled by the Holy Spirit. You receive power, according to Jesus, only when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is the time that you receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive power to heal the sick. You receive power to cast out demons. You receive power to preach the gospel. You receive power to represent Jesus in your community, in your sphere of influence, in your family, everywhere. You receive the power to represent him when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When it comes upon you, it does not remain always upon you. It comes upon you for a purpose for you to fulfill God's will here on earth. That's why you see sometimes someone, you, you were just walking or you, you were in the church or you were talking with people and suddenly, you know, you hear someone say, I feel the power of God coming on me, which means it does not come every time. It's not on you every time. It comes in a specific moment for you to fulfill God's will in that moment, comes upon you when you step outside of God's plans and God's will. You are busy doing your own stuff. You are busy doing your own stuff. The Holy Spirit will be in you, but you will never be on you. 
because you are busy doing it, it will not it will not be against you just to do what you want to do it comes on you when you decide to do the work of god to do the will of god you say okay now i'm going to evangelize it will come upon you i'm going out to pray for the sick people i'm going to visit people i i, I want to start working in my church i want to contribute in my community it comes upon you when you stand up you decide to do the work of god then he empowers you it can't come upon you for fun no it comes upon you for you to achieve something for the kingdom of god not for you for the kingdom of god so this is the secret of power decide to do something for god you will attract his power on you but if you refuse you will not have that power if you want the holy spirit to rest upon you you have to deny yourself this is the key in this dimension remember dimension number five i told you the key is discipline submission but in number six the people who want the power of god the key you get to deny yourself when you decide to die to self and pick up your cross follow christ every each day you will carry his power the power of god comes upon you through brokenness not through faith through brokenness you need to deny yourself say no god i live for you wherever you send me to go everything you ask me to do i'm ready to stand up and go do it for your glory i know that you will be with me and the power of god will come to assist you in that to assist you this is the way that we make room for our god to use us powerfully you don't cross your hands sitting there you say, no, no, one day God is going to use me. Oh, no, uh, no, we make room for God when he say, I die to my own will. I want your will to be done. I want to stand up and do something for your kingdom. When I give that room, the spirit of the Lord will come upon me, will come upon me and begin to do something. So I want to encourage you. Don't stay just a day, cross your hand, no waiting. I know, I know the time will come. No, God wants you to carry his power. But the key that God is telling you this evening, this day is you get to die to yourself. It's through brokenness, it's through total surrender that God, I die to my own will, I'm ready to do your will. If he tells me, Frank, stand up, go to that hospital, pray for people, I need to stand. The moment I stand up, the anointing comes upon me because I'm going to do God will. I do the work of God. He tells me, go invite people around you the anointing will come as you obey you tie to your own fear your, your own pride and let me just say go do the will of god the power will come so sometimes we prevent ourselves from attracting the power of god because we refuse to enter in the dimension of brokenness we refuse to die to ourselves so this, this is the things that i wanted to share with you i've got and I stuff in my mind concerning our relationship with the Holy Spirit, but I just selected those six to share with us that the Holy Spirit is one, is God, is a person, he lives with us, but there are different relationships that we can experience with him. Don't limit on one or two, but there are more that you can experience with him and your life will become a great testimony for the glory of our god so let me just pray for you as i'm closing now father god in the name of jesus i thank you for speaking to our heart holy spirit i thank you for your anointing right now i thank you for your presence i thank you that you are within us 
I thank you that you are the one leading and guiding us. And I pray that you will help us to develop great intimacy with you. Help every each one of us to experience other dimension that he never experienced before. I believe that as we share your words, you will uh, materialize these words, make it flesh in our life. I bless every each person. I pray that you help us to grow in the dimension of obedience, being led by you, Holy Spirit. Help us to know how to die to self so that we may carry the real power of God to become a blessing to our generation. I thank you that your weight will bear much fruit in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray and I say amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.